0: Hi, everyone. This is Shawna McQueen. Thanks for tuning in to our January episode. This month, I am speaking with Haley Thomas. Haley is a 19-year-old activist, author, CEO, and plant-based chef. We spoke all about how we can use food as a tool for nourishment beyond its nutritional value and how to define what wellness means for ourselves. We're also celebrating citrus season and challenging New Year's diet and detox culture. So let's get things started. We'll kick them off with Haley. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Shauna. Thanks so much for joining today. I am here with Haley Thomas, 19-year-old international speaker, CEO of the Happy Org, and author of the recent cookbook, Living Lively. She's been featured everywhere from Good Morning America to Vogue to O Magazine. Haley, thanks so much for speaking with me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. So... To start, I would love to talk to you about your own wellness journey. What has that been like, and what does wellness mean for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, my life, nearly all of it has really been surrounded by this theme of wellness. And, you know, I initially got into uh, the food space and just learning about it and developing a personal passion for cooking and nutrition um, when I was eight years old after my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And... Um, Through his diagnosis, you know, my family was kind of forced to find true healing alternatives to the medication that he was prescribed. And, you know, it was so important to us to be able to heal him and not just have, you know, his condition put at bay, but really to come to a place of better health um, than ever before. And so through that process, you know, we learned so much together as a family about food and just how big of an impact it makes on our well-being on you know a physical level but also on you know mental, emotional, and even spiritual level, I would say um, just how that foundation of food is is an incredibly important piece of how we show up in the world and you know fueling our own potential. And so through learning about all of this, I was just like blown away. I was learning so much that had never you know come up in my days in you know elementary school and it felt like it was so necessary for all young people and just people in general but you know from my perspective like I did not understand why you know my PE teacher wasn't talking about this or any of my teachers and adults in my life other than you know my parents at that point and so I really thought you know maybe there's something I can do here and so I just started to really Combine my passion for cooking that had really developed even more so through, you know, working to reverse my dad's condition without the use of medication and uh, tapping into just the culinary love that I had already through my heritage and my parents being, you know, both Jamaican. So, always just kind of had that connection to food but really you know connecting the dots with nutrition because of my dad and through all of that you know there was just like this general awareness that had built and this knowledge that i found was so powerful and then eventually i was able to see that power in action when my dad's condition was completely reversed without that medication and just you know changing our food habits so um needless to say i was very much inspired and and just blown away by the power of food. And I really wanted to share that message and what I had learned, not only you know about nutrition, but also just the incredible creative canvas that is food. I wanted to share that with my peers. And that's really how I got started in a nutshell.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Um, so amazing that you are able to take all
0: these beautiful things you were learning and really apply it at home to improve your father's health. And, you know, I think sometimes when we think about food, we think about nutrition, we get really caught up in just the value that food provides from like a macronutrient standpoint um, or, uh, you know, the calories we're getting, the micronutrients that we're getting. Um, And we kind of put that that you know, social aspect of food or spiritual aspect of food, um, all of those things we kind of put to the side. And I think that that is what we, we, where we tend to fall short a lot of the times when we're doing tradition, traditional diets where maybe we're trying to improve our health or um, you know, trying to lose weight or whatever the case may be. Um, and we're forgetting all those other beautiful aspects of food. Like you said, just the creative canvas that um, being in the kitchen can be um so i'm wondering if you could kind of walk us through uh like how you were making those connections uh a little bit more like thinking about food from this broader landscape of all the value that it has just beyond the nutrition that we're getting from
1: it yeah absolutely um i think that i've always kind of had this broadened perspective on food and um you know the communal nature of it um like i mentioned a little earlier, you know, my parents are Jamaican. And so through that food and culture being expressed through food has always been like essential to my life growing up. And I saw how it connected me with my family, with my heritage and history. And to, you know, know that a dish that my mom was teaching me how to make was something that, you know, her grandmother passed down to her. um, All of that helped me recognize that there were deeper connections through food and that it could truly become a joyful and expressive process beyond just, you know, basic necessity. And I think that when we infuse these things um, that, you know, are essential to our well-being with this attitude of gratitude and joy and find ways to connect with those we love and even, you know, those we may um, love from afar through virtual communities or, or things like that. Um, I think that that's really when we activate the power of well-being. You know, it's, it's one thing to eat healthy foods and have no connection to it at all. But when you are able to deepen that connection with what's on your plate and to understand it inside and out from physical benefits to, you know, emotional benefits and how it can bring you closer to yourself and others, I think that's really where the full potential of the healing powers of food comes to life. It's through that really holistic integration of, of nutritious ingredients and just food that makes you feel good and, and happy. I think that it's ultimately about that and the way that we approach, um, you know, foods that are nourishing is, is everything and completely shapes the experience.
0: Right. And this is something that you talk about in your book, the idea that, you know, what we eat influences everything. Um, And you've even created these seven points of power that you that you shared. Um, And I'm wondering if you could give us a, a bit of a description of those points and how how you kind of began to develop them, how they guide you as a leader and how how they relate back to how you think about food.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, living lively is absolutely centered around that very principle that the ways in which we cultivate wellness and and well-being is multifaceted it goes beyond our plates you know um eating healthy and everything is all well and good but when you don't have that paired with you know an overall sense of balance i think that those benefits from you know your food don't really get to come through or make as big of an impact and so in living lively we focus on seven points of power that include wellness thoughts and mindset relationships, social media and societal influences, education, world perspective and creativity and community and essentially these seven areas are things that are really foundational to our everyday lives and impact the ways that we're able to show up so you know for instance if our thoughts and mindset aren't necessarily aligned with you know our um, highest potential or, or you know our greatest good and we're you know, speaking to ourselves in ways that are negative or disempowering. I think that there's you know no amount of salad or you know organic vegetables that can heal that type of um, ailment. And so when we look at ourselves as multidimensional and see how our wellness um, you know can be reflected in so many different ways, I think that's when we really step into a whole new world and view of wellness that can truly bring healing that that feels healthy to us. And I think a big piece of it, and I talk about this a lot in Living Lively, is defining wellness for yourself. I think that there are a lot of, um, you know, definitions of what it means to be healthy, what it looks like to be healthy, um, you know, what maybe you have to purchase to be healthy, or, you know, that accessibility, um, that entry point may seem different based on, you know, the societal definition or standard, but I think that when we decide for ourselves what cultivates well-being within our means, within our comfort level, within what truly makes us feel good, I think that's when um, wellness becomes a really special and exciting journey.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I think that it is something that so many of us spend our lives kind of trying to figure out and you know you have have put this together in such a short amount of time um um, and how how did you kind of develop that sense of empowerment to be like i'm going to decide what wellness means for me
1: yeah um i think that a big piece of it is just how i was raised as a little kid i um i never really thought that like I had to think in any one way or to perceive something as others perceived it. And so my parents always really encouraged me to like, you know, be a leader not a follower in every facet of myself. And, um, you know, I consider our family to be like productive. I like to call it productive conspiracy theorists in terms of really being able to question things inside and out. And I think a lot of us um, this year have begun to just question the basic, things that govern our lives and our happiness and our well-being and that questioning is just kind of like built into me at a young age so I was always asking questions and always encouraged to ask questions and I think that ultimately as I grew up translated to more introspection and figuring out okay I can you know ask a million questions about the outside world but I think it's the inside world when I explore that that's truly where I'll find answers that are meaningful to me and that's exactly what I've discovered on this journey. And so um, just through like experiencing life and discovering that, you know, I could know so much about nutrition and health from this kind of um, minimized view. But when I expanded that, I was able to find and create tools that really helped me heal in other ways, whether that was emotionally, mentally, um, just figuring out like a work-life balance, you know, all of that was something that I just had to do because I've been doing this work for so long and from such a young age. So I think that's part of the reason why I've kind of have this like blueprint that I've created for myself, because a lot of these things um, I've just grown up having to deal with that maybe, you know, I wouldn't have discovered if I'd gone in a different path.
0: I love it. And you, um, you know, share so much wisdom through your Instagram, you know, encouraging people to kind of do the same. And, um, you know, I know when when I was a teenager, I certainly would have loved to have um, have that kind of a role model. And certainly I'm following you now. And I absolutely think absolutely love it. Um, So if if you're not if you're not already following Haley, make sure you do so after the interview. Um, But I would love to talk about the organization that you created, the Happy Organization, to kind of uh, again share this knowledge that you've created within the community. So, um, can you talk a little bit about what the organization does and and how you were inspired to start it?
1: Sure. Um, so, Happy it stands for Healthy, Active, Positive, Purposeful Youth, and I founded it with my mom in two thousand twelve and the inspiration behind it, to be honest, was just like this need for me to take, um, you know, certain advocacy work that I was doing, um, you know, through speaking and like media and stuff and really just making it more tangible and impactful in my community because I was doing, um, you know, in the first few years of my activism and speaking work, it was a lot of, uh, you know, partnerships and, and TV appearances and things like that, but I didn't really feel like that was making the impact uh, that I had intended to at first, or it wasn't you know a depth of impact that I aspired to make. And so that's when, you know, I just like brainstormed with my parents and we were able to figure out a way to just, you know, start an organization. And I think um, that's one thing I'm really grateful for is just that mindset as a 12 year old, like, you know you're not really afraid of the unknown. And so I had no ex- expectations at all for what that meant or looked like to be, you know a CEO or to create programs and things like that but in a way that kind of uh, lack of expectation or pressure that I was holding myself to um, that allowed me to really be creative and just open to learning and growing through the experience of you know finding a fiscal sponsor and eventually developing programs and testing them out for a few years and learning from the communities we worked with so um, you know my goal was really to create fun and engaging um, nutrition and culinary education for young people, you know, in schools in my community. And at the time I was in Arizona and now, you know, we're in New York, but we've been able to really create an impact over these past, uh, what is it, like seven going on, eight years um, of, you know, our founding. We've been able to travel all around the world teaching, you know, plant-based nutrition education and, and wellness education programs to, elementary schools all over and you know we're like 40,000 kids and counting and so it's really uh, mind-blowing to me you know I always think of it just remembering us having absolutely no idea what we were doing starting out but just really being very clear on the intention and and open to that learning experience and so um, now what we're really doing is expanding our work into a more holistic perspective as well and I think just happy has grown with me and and with my awareness as well and so we've been testing out like self-care summer camps over zoom this year and just really building out this other aspect of of happy in our acronym you know of that positive purposeful element and really finding ways to provide education on you know wellness topics beyond food so that's been our journey so far That's fantastic. So, um, you know,
0: taking taking young kids and exposing them to honestly just being in the kitchen and, you know, having hands on experience preparing food and um, recognizing that this is like playing a role in, in health and wellness is so valuable. Um, And I'm wondering, you know, what, what have you seen from being able to share not only those fantastic culinary skills um, with kids, but um, also, like you said, that broader understanding of what it means for self-care or to, to um, kind of practice wellness. Um, What have you noticed by introducing that kind of concept to kids at, at, you know, such young ages?
1: Oh man, I feel like I've noticed um, so much about just the The incredible perspective that little kids have, Um, you know, we are technically still, I think, the very youngest end of Gen Z is is what, um, you know, we provide programs for right now and that, you know, age range is always shifting, but, um, you know, they are so perceptive and really observant of everything that goes on around them and within themselves as well and so you know when we're talking about uh, self-care or you know managing emotions or you know creating healthy mindsets versus growth uh, versus fixed mindsets, um, they are so open to it and can recognize how those things show up in their lives and I think that we've underestimated uh, young people for a very long time just historically and of course now in our time we are kind of recognizing that there's this intrinsic value in in all age groups and in all forms of experience but it really shines through through our programs so whether we're talking about food and reading labels and um, you know we have kids connect the dots between you know something they learned about sugar and how their mom adds like two cups of sugar to their coffee and now they want to help their mom work through that. Or it's, um, you know, kids writing little affirmations and leaving them around the house because they've noticed that, um, you know, some people in their family need like a, a pick me up and with emotions and, and things like that. And so I think that the, yeah, it's just so amazing to, to see those light bulbs go off and to see how quickly they make the connection between, you know, not only is this good for me, but also it helps me Um, you know, perform better in school or to have more creativity to go towards my passions. And it also shows me, you know, the ways in which, you know, healthy food isn't always accessible to either my family or my friends or my community. And so there's always this just very much interconnected dynamic with the young people that we get to educate. And I think that's so wonderful to, to see is that they don't view things very separately innately and and I think being able to just reinforce that connection is, is an honor for us for sure.
0: Um, what do you see for yourself over the next 10 years? How do you think your business will continue to grow and how do you think food is going to continue playing a role?
1: Um, you know I, I, I always think that it's so hard to really conceptualize what the next 10 years will be like because in many ways i had no idea what you know these past 10 years would be like i just very much kind of followed my passion and intention in in the ways that i felt i could show up in a valuable way and so i kind of think of the future in that way as well um i don't have many i would say i guess tangible goals but more so an an intention that i would like to continue to follow and however that manifests is what i'm happy with and, and very proud of and so um, overall, you know, of course, I would love to see my nonprofit grow and for our programs to be scaled and accessible, you know, worldwide and um, to eventually, you know, have like a headquarters if we ever get to do in person things again to have a, a space to host, you know, um, education classes and and you know have our gardens and you know teaching kitchens and all that that is a a big dream of ours to have this like happy campus for sure um and you know with my work i would just love to continue to build that out through you know speaking and writing books and you know continuing to just share my perspective on uh whatever life what's happening in my life and what we're going through collectively um, so, you know, I I've have this openness to the future and I don't really like to fully define it, but I, I know that I would really like to continue to be a resource for, um, you know, learning and for um, inspiration or empowerment or just being kind of this mirror to the potential that uh, lies within all of us. And so, you know, I am still learning, growing, and very much not perfect at all. And so I, I think just in, sharing that um it can help open others to embrace their authentic journeys as well and so that's always what's really guiding me is to just um you know be a light in in some of these you know dark times and however that manifests and i'm happy with it
0: of course and we certainly look forward to to watching your journey and can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom with us today and um If you haven't already picked up a copy of Living Lively, be sure to do so. Um, Some beautiful plant-based recipes and um, Haley's beautiful words of wisdom. Everyone's gonna love it. If you um, wanna follow Haley on Instagram, it's Haley Thomas and check out her website, haleybthomas.com. So Haley, thank you so much for joining and I
1: hope to connect again soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Another thing that I want to talk about this month is challenging the diet and detox culture and learning how to create true dietary wellness in 2021. So this time of year, it is very common to see lots of advertisements or social media posts on detoxing and starting new diets that are kind of restrictive and maybe don't align with how you typically eat. And while shifting your eating habits can be a really wonderful thing, when you're going too much too fast, it can be really unsustainable and in the end, pretty ineffective. So we want to talk about creating a dietary wellness where instead of living on either extreme of, you know, totally on a diet, being a little bit more restrictive and kind of throwing caution to the wind, we want to find some place in the middle. And that's where that dietary wellness piece comes in. And I think that this relates a lot to what Haley was speaking about. So ways that I think we can all kind of start practicing dietary wellness are through one eating more whole foods. And this doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. You don't have to worry about a bunch of foods that you need to cut out. This is simply inviting more whole foods into your life. So if you usually have eggs for breakfast, maybe you add some greens with that, you know, little steps that can be sustainable, but actually um, effective and can last long-term. A few other things that I think are important to keep in mind is um, practicing a bit of body appreciation. I think we're really, really hard on ourselves and uh, it it affects our relationship with food in a, a negative way. So rather than you know, looking at your body and thinking of all these things that maybe you're not thrilled with, let's flip the script this year and practice a little bit of body appreciation. So what is it do you really love and spend your energy on that stuff? And part of this, I think, is going easy on social media. I think that it's really easy to get sucked into uh, a lot of this messaging that maybe we need to look a certain way or eat a certain way and just kind of take inventory of those those uh, influencers or voices that you might be following. What are they really saying about Food, your food relationship, your body image, and how are you kind of internalizing all that? Is that healthy for you, or is it maybe something that you want to rethink? Um, the truth is that the more time that we spend on social media, the more likely it is that we are going to have a strained relationship with food and um, may start uh, exhibiting some disordered eating habits. So definitely take some inventory on that and think about what it is that you're you're kind of consuming in that sense. And then the last step is to embrace the gray. I think that when all these diets and trends become really popular, we might be really, really excited to identify with them in a certain way, but uh, embrace the gray. There's no need to label your diet to say that you are this or you are that. It might be helpful to have a little bit of structure for you, but it also can create boundaries that aren't necessarily helpful. So if you maybe step outside those, then you have something that you feel like you failed and it creates additional tension in your diet. So um, give yourself a little bit of flexibility. It's okay to not have a label for your eating style. You're just simply eating. So uh, enjoy, enjoy that and, and all of the, the flexibility and the beauty that that kind of provides for you. So those are a few ways that I'm kind of working on practicing dietary wellness this year, and I hope that you will join me. Um, another thing that I would just want to talk about is celebrating citrus this season. So this is the time of year where citrus starts to really shine, and there are just so many beautiful options. So whether you're into blood oranges or grapefruits, Pomelos, whatever it is, now is an awesome time to start adding those into your diet and into your cooking to add a lot of um, freshness to your recipes. So certainly something to explore and have fun with. We've got a few recipes in the magazine that feature citrus. So, for example, our blood orange chia seed pudding. This is a really lovely breakfast. You can make it at night and it's ready to rock in the morning. We also have some superfood breakfast biscuits, uh, butternut squash peanut stew, roasted tomato cannellini bean hummus, and um, coconut lime energy bites, and a recipe that I cannot wait to make, um, samosa baked potatoes. So definitely check those out in the magazine and want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope to chat with you again next month. Thanks. Bye.